Hello and welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast. We bring home the bacon so that no one knows. My name is Pete. <laughs> My name is Bob. How are you, Pete? I'm all right, dude. I uh, I went on a little road trip yesterday for work. I um, uh, got home a little late, went to a beautiful place called Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, so I got home a little late last night. I'm a little tired, but you know, Devo keeps the energy moving. So I'm psyched to talk about this record. Um, I did, uh, not get any good snacks on my way to Harrisburg. Uh, I, um, Pete, I, I have crossed the threshold, um, in house renovation stuff that, uh, I, I no longer am working on the sheetrock. I just, I just have become a piece of sheetrock. I am now one with the sheetrock. <laughs> I, uh, that happens. I think, I think anybody who's done like weird sheetrock, like or spackling or like sanding down of stuff, and there's all this weird dust. Um, even if you wear a mask, uh, you end up with the weird dust and gunk in your nose, and then you're like, "Oh, what is that?" Like blowing my nose, and I'm like, "Oh, that just looks like that just looks like spackle, like my <laughs> boogers and the dust of the." sanding down have mixed and you know essentially just created more spackle uh so i am i'm doing good but if if my brain is addled it is not purely the music it is um unending days of working on a house uh but but i'm otherwise good feeling good so we're both gonna be a little messy that's okay yeah let's be messy let's be messy uh no no good secret snacks recently uh Man, no good snacks, really. I've been. I mean, yeah, no. Been, I wish there were some good ones to report on. Uh, I've been thinking about snacks today. I had a conversation about um, Pete. What's are you? Are you into hot dogs? Do you like hot dogs? The food. I'm. I'll take one, but I'm not like. I'm not crazy about them. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't even like them. Uh, I haven't eaten a hot dog in thirty <laughs> plus years. Wow. But, yeah, yeah. I, just don't I like, like hot dogs more than that. I'll take a hot dog here and there. Sure, sure. I, I, but I like the format. I like the concept. I like the ease of use, you know? Yeah. But I started thinking, like, why don't they make breakfast hot dogs? Like, kind of easy, on the go. Then I was like, you know, everything that you get on a breakfast sandwich, you could convert over to the breakfast hot dog format. Like, easily. Sausage, sausage egg, and cheese. Yo, give me a hot dog roll, like hot dog bun. A long sausage, like, you know, or even a couple breakfast sausages, you know, put some eggs, put some cheese on there. Boom. Bre- sausage, egg and cheese, breakfast hot dog. Somebody has to do a breakfast hot dog. That just seems like a thing that has to have happened. Bacon, egg and cheese, long strips of bacon, <laughs> eggs on there, sprinkle the cheese. Boom. Yeah. Bacon, egg and cheese, breakfast hot dog. Hell, I even am okay with the idea of like, Full on, here's a breakfast hot dog with the egg and the cheese and whatever. I, I'm not in for the hot dog, but but I, I want to put this out into the world. If someone isn't doing this uh, million, if not do- billion dollar idea, um, breakfast hot dogs. Let's go. Easy Let's go. easy to eat. Just like better form. You know what I mean? Like you just, it's, it's, it's a good way to eat a sandwich. You know, like it's you're, the way you hold it. The bread holds everything in, you know, uh, it's good. I, I, no, I'm with it. It works well. If there's a breakfast hot dog in existence within like a 
hour and a half radius of us. We should go. All right. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, Pete, what music are we talking about today? We're going to talk about the band Devo. Ooh. And the album is Are We Not Men? Mm. We are Mm. Devo. Devo. Um, Pete, how did we pick this one? Uh, I believe it was a request and it sounded like a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm something, I'm it's something that. that's been yeah, it's something that's been making the rounds in our in our lists for a while now, and we just finally decided on it on our last episode. Yeah, I am very happy we are doing it. I am very excited about talking about this record. I got some thoughts, but not a. I got some thoughts. I got some thoughts, but let me first share my personal experience with Devo is a band I was curious about and knew, you know, the radio songs like every kid who was born in the 80s um, and I guess had some form of consciousness during the 80s, you know, I I knew it. Uh, But then got into punk and hardcore music without really diving into the Devo catalog. I believe I bought... (sighs) Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yawning. Um, (laughs) We're falling apart. I know, I'm dying. I, I believe I... I'm just becoming one with the wall uh i bought the uh this record uh are we not men uh we are devo on cd at amoeba in la nice used which is a weird thing because i didn't want (laughs) by that point in my life i didn't buy a lot of cds and i certainly didn't buy a lot of used cds for whatever reasons it was kind of like a ah you know this is 3.99 let me grab it whatever cool yeah um and I'd listen to it every once in a while, and it was kind of an off-kilter listen. Uh, I always, th- I have a vivid memory of it being a CD I could not listen to if I was in traffic. <laughs> it was just one of those things. Like I, I did a lot of my listening. I had a, a Ford Ranger uh, for most of the time that I lived in California, and I did a lot of listening in that truck. I could not, could not listen to that CD. Um, <laughs> I could not listen to that CD if I was stuck in any sort form of traffic because it was too much. Yeah, it'll put you in the wrong headspace. Correct. But it was still something that, that I I liked. I would broadly say I liked it. And I had some friends who were older, not older, not older, uh, into LA punk in the way that I liked a lot of like classic 80s American hardcore stuff, Discord, Touch and Go, Etc. But they sure. they had this like love, but they also love Devo. So it was kind of interesting to me, and it kind of pushed me to check it out. And I liked it, but it's been a while since I revisited this record. And um, yeah, I was kind of kind of excited when it came up on our list. Nice. Yeah, I uh, probably got this record in the dollar bin when I was mm. like a junior or senior in high school, and. Honestly, I like completely fell head over heels in love with it. I'm now like a lifetime devotee, you might say. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I love this band. I've liked them for a long time. I, I remember hearing Whip It. You know, I think, again, another thing that Beavis and Butthead probably introduced me to, um, the Whip It video when Beavis and Butthead were watching it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh Kind of thought they were a joke, didn't really get it. You know, like that wasn't, I wouldn't even consider that really my intro because it was just kind of like, what is this? I didn't like consider it. 
I didn't even think of it as like serious music in any way, honestly. And then heard this and went back and obviously listened to all of that stuff and ended up liking it a lot. But um, I think they're a super cool band. I think their story is interesting. I think all of their their whole aesthetic and the lyrics and everything, it's just like a nice little package. And the musicianship is crazy. I mean, I think it was really easy to be like a punk kid and get into this. It wasn't a tough transition in any way, you know? So it has I, I, that like uh, punk energy. It has that, it has like fast beats. It's, it's really manic in a lot of ways. So yeah, it worked for me. Still does. Well, and my big question is, and this is one of the big thoughts I had. Is this as influential to that first wave of U.S. punk music, like L.A. Golden Voice punk, as any of the like straight up, this is a punk record pre-1980 that are cited? Because I think this is criminally underrated in terms of it being like a proto-punk record. And it gets that notion, but I don't think people, and I certainly don't think younger people, but I don't think people go to it and say, hey, this is... This was a pretty important record for an entire swath of bands. Yeah, I think they got name checked for a long time, but they definitely like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like punk rock books that I've read. Like they were walking in a lot of those circles. They played Max's Kansas City. You know, they there was a lot of that crossover and and definite influence. But then like at some point they broke off and I don't know what happened. And now, like, I don't, I think they're one of the, they're like craft work in the way that they are like under the radar so influential, but I don't hear them get name checked ever yeah. anymore. Yeah, I think that, um, yes. So I'll, I'll make that as, as a thesis statement that um, this band and, and potentially even just this record are vitally important to, uh, punk music after it even though i don't know that i feel comfortable calling this a punk record i don't think it is um it has those elements but it's you know not but then i think about it and i'm like i only have really experienced this record as someone who was into is into punk music yeah what does this record sound like if you only know whip it or you went to it and were like <laughs> oh let me check out devo yeah it's it's so foreign compared to a lot of the other music. One, it's contemporaries in, in time. This record came out in 1978. But two, like for a band who had, you know, let's let's go back in the Wayback Machine and, and go to the, the CD store and what have you. Like there was a Devo section, I would bet, in most, anywhere that carried CDs, of the rock variety, Devo had a, a section, you know? Um, yeah. This this is a little different than Genesis and uh, the Grateful Dead <laughs> and Led Zeppelin and the Beatles. Um, and, and even, you know, the stuff that y- you might think of as more edgy. It's a really weird listen for someone who's coming from the outside, especially if they don't have a background in aggressive or record music that came after it. Yeah. Yeah, it's still a really jarring listen. I mean, like Mongoloid and and uh I don't know, some of these songs are wild. Jocko Homo. 
like you uh, put those songs on and everybody's just like, what the fuck is going on? What is this? It's like, it's really the, I mean, the timing is off, but then like the vocals are really wild. I don't know. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it's almost shocking to me in a way that they became as big as they did because so much of it is so off kilter. I mean, like yeah, at, a, yeah. at a certain point it became more commercial. Um, but they still had those off kilter moments. Like they never lost the kind of weirdness of all of it. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I am fascinated by all those elements and, um, you know, my other big thesis on this is that, uh, and no, no spoilers, but getting into our, our, our scoring, how we grade records. This band is a high low and a low high. It's no, it's a high high and a low low band, um, <laughs> and and this record especially feels that way. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited to dive into it. Um, can you give background on who Devo was as a band to people who might not be familiar who are here in this episode? Um, so band from Akron, Ohio. I think they all met at, um, yeah, so they all met at Kent state. Um, they were all really affected by the shooting at Kent state and for obvious reasons. And they kind of like bonded these guys together, I think as the story goes, where they were just kind of like really disaffected by all of the chaos, obviously that comes with having a shooting on your campus. Um, and they were all political. They were all smart. They were all kind of art kids. And if you listen to, they released uh, two volumes called Hardcore Devo yes. years ago. And it's it's really, really, really cool music. And it's a lot of songs from this first record, but like, like caveman weirdo versions of them. Um, and then a lot of songs that didn't make it to any of their albums, but that are great songs. And it's just, you can tell that they they started as more, I guess maybe what I would maybe define as punk because it's just, Mm -hmm. it's so rough around the edges and, and, and strange, but it might have just as much in common with punk as it does. Like, like, I don't know, like early noise music, early industrial music. Mm. Like they're really just like toying around with like, like strange beats and strange noises. Yes. And, it's like it's still really theatrical, but it's mm-hmm. it's much more of like an art school project than it is like a band in a way. <laughs> well, I, I think that that matters, and I think it kind of loops around this idea of what um, what bands were and what bands, especially in the seventies. I think you saw this outstretch of <sighs> exercises in oddities is the way I put it when I was thinking about it. Um, and like pushing out, doing things, what is music, what is art, what is the, you know, like there was some real stretching and pushing, um, which was interesting. And I mean, you cited craft work earlier. Sonically, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't always, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put those two things in the same space, but I actually, when I come to think of a few songs here, I, I could at least draw some like repetition parallels at least. Um, but there was just a lot of pulling in different directions to do something weird, almost for weird sake, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and so that's that's kind of cool and i think there's people out there who could hear uh someone like you or me say oh you know there's it's almost more like an art project than a band and it's like you know that's kind of okay if anything i i think that's kind of neat especially the older i get um now does it result in tracks as we are in search of tracks <laughs> maybe sometimes often not but what I, I find, especially on this record, is there's this kind of interesting gradient and tension between the songs even, where it can go from tuneful to off-kilter in a split second. You know? yep. And there's some charm in that. And it's, it's odd to say that, but I, I found it interesting to push that way. And, and think about these records like, like this is a palate cleanser. You know, if you are finding yourself in kind of a rut of music in terms of what you're listening to and you're listening to the same thing over and over and over and over, this record will not allow you to feel that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, so anyways, uh, I, I can sell it to somebody who hasn't heard it. I will say this. I question if a single person under the age of 30 gives a rat's ass about Devo. Yeah. I know. I think there's a lot of fun, weird energy that could be pulled off of this. And by the way, I think there's been a lot of rift lifting off this record in the the punk world <laughs> over the past 40 years. Oh, um, sure. And, and you might, if you know this band, uh, but don't know the albums and you don't know the songs and you just kind of know like, Oh yeah, I've, I've heard, I've heard this song. I've heard of that. Sit with this record, give it an honest chance. And, uh, you might be, you might be interested. You might, you might actually want to explore the catalog more for sure. Any, anything else before we want to go track by track on this bad boy? Um, that's it. I mean, so yeah, the band started in 1973. Um, <laughs> that's so crazy but this came out in 1978. So, you know, there's like a lot of time for them to kind of develop their, their sound and their aesthetic and all of that stuff. Um, and I think by the time that this record arrives, they're more or less fully formed. Um, one thing I found out that I thought was fun while I was doing my homework for this was at a certain point, Iggy pop, David Bowie and Brian, Eno were all vying to be like their producer of this record. So Isn't like that, that gives you that gives you a hint of like how fucking hype this band was at the time. In fact, there's a there's a live recording from Max's Kansas City that they released where David Bowie actually introduces them and he's like, you know, this is the band of the future. I'm going to produce their next record, which he didn't end up doing because I think I think he was on tour or something. So Brian Eno took the reins and right. David Bowie would like show up on weekends and like do coke with them or something. Who knows? But like <laughs> um, he didn't end up producing the record. Brian Eno did. Um, not sure what happened to Iggy Pop, but pretty wild. It's, it's really wild. Um, so without further ado, let's start our track by track. Let's do it. Uncontrollable Urge.
Uh, this song rules. It's a great, great kickoff to the record. It's full of energy. The dynamics are there. It's super original. Um, the playing on it is like surgical in this way that seems like unprecedented, at least for the time. Um, they do all these strange things with their voices. There's like all these warbling kind of harmonies going on that yeah. seem like original to this day almost. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, it's a wild song. It's, it's a, it's a great opener to the record. I think, uh, I think it is an excellent opener to be honest. It sets a pretty high bar for the record. Yeah. Um, but you get a weird, but electric energy right out of the gate, uh, loud and bright guitar vocals are odd, but here's one of those, like it's odd, but, but there is a tunefulness to it. Uh, the backup vocals are angular and weird, which f- on this track, they, there's this kind of back and forth where it pulls that way. I almost get like a Stooges MC5 level energy off this song. Sure. And, um, you know, uh, that that high energy nature um, made me think of it. And I'd never thought about these two, those bands in relation to the to Devo, but I, I would be willing to say they might, might say, yeah, of of course we were into that stuff. Who wasn't into that stuff, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this song especially, I think, is like great as an opening song because if there were like four or five Devo songs, I'd tell someone like, oh, you've never heard them? Listen to this song as a, you might like this. This is one of them. Yeah, 100%. All right, next track. I Can't Get No Satisfaction, Rolling Stones cover. What do you think of a cover for the second song? Um, like I said, it's 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 pushing into the the weirdo pseudo cover interpretive stuff. <laughs> it's still funky. It it's like it almost is interpretive, but and and they funked it up, but kept their kept the spirit of the song. Yeah, even if the the song itself is kind of. Um, crumpled up piece of paper interpretation. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I don't need it, but I, I've always been like, this is cool. It, it's just weird. It's, it's an odd thing to do. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, see, I'm on the opposite end of that. Okay. I think I might like this more than the original. Whoa. Yeah. That's like, interesting. Dude, here's the deal. Devo sound like they actually cannot get any satisfaction. Like it, yeah, they, okay. they like they like truly channel like the the message of this song to me, and I, I feel like they took it and recreated it in this way that like is is uh is frankly better than the original. Although I obviously love the Rolling Stones, but sure, the, you know what the Rolling Stones version of this song does have kind of a, a more too cool for the room energy of it. Yeah, like, man. You know, it's floating above it. But He's like, like totally satisfied. <laughs> the, the, the Rolling Stones version of the song is absolutely the Chad version of the song and this is the virgin version of the song but yeah. it might be one of those rare circumstances where the the, the V card version is better um, I don't agree but I, I've always appreciated how different it was because you see it and you're like well okay it's clearly that song what are they going to do with this and it's both faithful and not faithful in the way that if you're going to do a cover on your record of a very popular song, you better you better do you better be excellent, or 
you make it completely your own. And they at least made it completely their own. Yeah. By some estimations, maybe it's excellent too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love the drum beat on it. I love the herky jerkiness of it. Um, and they still play this song. This is like a Devo staple at this point. And, and, and I mean, that's, they, co- they codified it. It became like, you know, they're not the only one. This is a classic of the Rolling a classic of a classic band's catalog. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's kind of fun to, to take on things like that. So I, I, yeah. I'm in, I'm in on it overall. And you're right. The herky, herky jerky is a great way to describe much of this record. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next song, Praying Hands. Um, this one, uh, you know, I, I hear this song in like the the band The Descendants material. Like oh, I hear sure. a lot of that in there. Sure. Um, unrelated to that version of the comment, uh, it feels bass-driven in a totally angular way. Like not in a way that you typically hear the bass being used. Um, And then the melodies are generated by the tension between the drum beat and then the, like the guitar spaces. Like there's some sparseness there, but not, you know, it's just like start, stop. Um, Again, this is like, I've used the word weird more talking about this in the last, you know, 25 minutes with you than I have in years. This is just weirdo energy all over it. I, I'm I'm in on this song. I, it's not my favorite, but I like it. Yeah. I mean, I think, so this is where I liked your Descendants reference because this is where, like, I would call them a punk band in a lot of ways. I mean, just strictly, I mean, the song, the, the I guess the music, but I'm thinking primarily of the, the lyrics here where it's like social commentary, yep. kind of just poking fun at the church and, you know, whatever. Um so all that being said, it's, this is like a fine song. I think that the, the thing about this record is some of these songs they had been working on for like years and years and years, and then others were fairly new to the mix. And it feels to me like the songs, the newer songs, a lot of the time they just didn't, I don't know. They, because they hadn't had as much time to, to build them. Yeah, they just come off as kind of like, like half empty to me, and this is one of those songs where I think the song is fine. I I love this whole album, so like I'm in on it. But at the same time, it doesn't offer anything that most other songs on this record don't already have, like in Spades. No, you know? so that's also not wrong. There's there's a certain level where there's a few tracks on this record that I would pull and say, these are my tracks on this record and I don't totally need anything else. Um, This is not one of my need tracks. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, Let's get to a need track, which is the next one for me. uh, song (laughs) Space Jump. (laughs) Go in on Space Jump.
so I, I kind of I love the song. Um, infectious and unique melody. Uh, it rocks and jangles in a weird way, in this kind of almost subtle way, where it's pushing but not pushing it. You know, um, you get the like. Like let's let's also put this up front. If you don't like the vocals, this record will turn you out. Oh yeah, Period. Mark Mothersbaugh is tough for people. I think for sure, for sure. And here you get some of that on display. You get some the Texas. It's really funny. <laughs> Kansas, Kansas. It's it's weird. It's but but this song I think has a underlying simple good rock song on it, and I really like that. And I think it's kind of fun. I like some of the funny commentary. And uh, yeah, this one, this one's one of my isolated, like this is a highlight of the record. Yeah, that's cool. I like this one a lot too. It's, it's more melodic. I like when they get mm-hmm. more melodic, they're really good at that. And they kind of really good about at it. Like yeah, proto they, power they, pop style. Good at some of the, when they, when they go melodic and they're like, Oh, you guys want us to write this simple yeah. melody with the guitar and then do a, a fun vocal thing on it. We got it. And then, yeah. Yeah. But they never overdo it. So every no. time it every time it comes, you're like, oh shit, this is awesome. Um, yeah, I'm in on this song. I really like it. It's a great Cold War era song about spaceships and shit falling from the sky. It's great. It's oh, like man. total Devo Devo weirdness. One hundred percent. All right, uh, let's get into the next track, Mongoloid. So this is one of the more iconic Devo songs out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, this is one that like. If you go back in Devo recordings, you can hear like 20 different versions of this. Um, it started a lot slower. They kind of built it up. So it's it's kind of cool if you're interested in that stuff. But uh, I love this song. I think it's great. Um, it's uh, I don't even I don't even really know what to say about it. It's like it's a uh, it's a statement. Um, I, I this was one of the ones that made me think about like what is how does this hit an audience that's overall unfamiliar with punk music because yeah. i can only do it through that lens cuz it's like a stompy song it's a weird song obviously um i really like how it develops more as it moves through despite the fact that you kind of have this recurring it's a it's a repetitions you know devo's all about repetitions um, yeah could this song be written today lyrical content wise <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I think you'd have mm-hmm. to uh, rephrase it. I do like that he wears a hat. <laughs> yeah, I do like that he wears a hat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the the message is like total descendants or something, you know, to your point. 100%. Yeah. No, so, I, think, I think they got a lot of influence. I think they, they wore their Devo influence on their sleeve more than I realized as a young person, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, for and sure. then revisiting today, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. These dudes were worshipping at this altar yeah um, Jocko Homa this is the anthem of the record right
Yeah, I mean, this is like the Devo mission statement. Yes, yes. Um, um, if you I like haven't it. watched it's yeah, it's great. If you haven't watched the music video for this, you should watch it. It's it's amazing. Anything else on this track? I mean, um, it's, it's so weird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's uh, it's kind of like it's hard for me to even talk through it's, I mean, to your point, you kind of have to like listen to this, but yeah. so it's, that's, that's part of it is that this record is an exercise in oddity. And sometimes you appreciate the exercise more than you appreciate the execution. That's uh, I get to it on the next song. That's how I feel about the next song, which is too much paranoia. For this one, I actually, I kind of like it more because it is so, indelibly tied to the record and all that. Um, it's one of the songs I think of when I think of this record. But if you're like, hey, Bob, you can only take you can only take the amount of songs that you need off this record. It might get left behind, despite the fact that I think it's the mission statement of not just the band, but the record too. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, too Much Paranoia is... Too Much Paranoia is... Uh, Devo are exceptional at writing songs that where the vibe of the song perfectly matches the lyrics. And this is like <laughs> that. This is exactly that. Um, and actually I listened to this on headphones mm. for the first oh. time, like maybe ever. Oh, interesting. And it, it blew my mind. There's like all kinds of weird noises and shit going on in the background It's very cool. But um, I like this song a lot. It's the type of song that you should not listen to while sitting in traffic. No, 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 no. That's right. I'm getting into the no traffic uh, section of the record. I think I'm actually squarely in it. Um, I like the effects. I like the break around the effects. Absolutely good on the headphones listen. But like I said, uh, appreciation for the song as an exercise more than the execution. Um, the opposite feeling for this next track, gut feeling slash slap your mom. Um, two different songs, basically. Slap your mommy. Slap your mammy. Mammy, sorry. <laughs> that's that's auto correct for you. Um, Stop Your Mammy is just kind of a, a burner, as we call yeah. it. You know, just yeah. kind of like, let's throw these songs. Um, Gut Feeling is just a brilliant song to me. Uh, it's my favorite song on the record. Maybe my favorite Devo song. I I love it. I think it's, it's great. so yeah. catchy. Um, I like the, like we said, when they want to do a melody, they can kill it. Right here is a perfect example. Um, you hear it in so so I'm trying to think of how I can put this men at war no uh, (laughs) new wave to come after Devo and I I, I blanch at the idea of Devo being just a new wave band but I guess they kind of are the ones who do it well owe a lot to this song specifically I think um I think they do a specific kind of building melody and um, 
uprising kind of sounds thing that that works so well. Um, and this is the song I'll say, hey, if you don't think you like Devo, listen to the song and tell me you don't like Devo. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of the best Devo songs, too. I love the lyrics. I love the song. Yep. Um, in a way, I wish Slap Your Mammy wasn't attached to it because yep. I feel like it does a disservice to the whole deal. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's great. I have nothing else to say about it. It like it's it's uh, less of the like herky jerky weirdness and more of just the like like perfected kind of power pop melodic uh, catchy energetic vibe. One hundred percent that they 100%. do so well. Uh, right next one, uh, come back, Joni. Um, this was one of the hits on this record um it's got great energy it's super catchy mm-hmm. agreed, the music agreed. video is a lot of fun um i love the kind of trading guitar riffs in it yeah i think the structure of it is great i mean yep. it's a it's a total hit it's like it's a total hit but that being said i think it doesn't like, stick to my bones <laughs> yeah like gut feeling like hits me in my heart whereas comeback joni is just like a fun song agree uh on all those points and it's one of the songs as i was doing you know multiple listens i'm like diva was a highly structured act i mean like they they clearly put a lot of thought into the songs even the more juvenile (laughs) tendencies in some of them you know yeah and this isn't one of those but you can it shines through um and uh yeah this this is the last song that i think kind of matters on the record but yeah. uh, let's let's do these last two. Uh, sloppy. I saw my baby get. <laughs> Can you write this song anymore? Either. I mean, I don't even know what this song is about, frankly. But it just sounds gross. Uh, so this one and then the last song, shrivel up. exercises and oddities there's some shock effects especially to shrivel up <laughs> um, they bleed together and that if you want to listen to these songs listen to them back to back and then flip them they're doing a lot of the same things and i thought that was interesting i was like oh i wonder about this i wonder if that was done intentionally i it would surprise me if it was not given how intentional the uh, Devo comes across in, as a whole. But I, I thought it was kind of, it, it go, the record goes out with a whimper, in my opinion, uh, because okay. it's so strong. Like, Gut Feeling, such a good song. And I just think these last couple songs are just, eh. But that is to say, like, that that tension in this record where there's these beautiful melodies and then just weird songs, um, 
I, I think was done with intent and to create an effect and you know not to go to art project i think they achieved their effect with my listening experience for sure yeah sloppy i i can hang with sloppy and shrivel up just fine but they're definitely weaker songs compared to a lot of the songs on this record i think sloppy like like i've it's hard for me to say because I've watched so many Devo videos and just like listen to this stuff so much. If you see them play this song live, like at the time, there's there's so much theatricality to it that it becomes yeah. a lot of fun. I could see but, that. But 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 on the record, yeah, it's just kind of like it's a fun song, but it's it's and it has a good drive to it, but it's just not like it doesn't hit you the way that other songs do. And then shrivel up. I like how it has like a more paranoid, kind of darker feel than a lot of the songs on the record. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I do feel like it stands out from other songs in the way that like in that way. And he does some different stuff with his vocals here that I feel like he doesn't do on the rest of the record. It's kind of like talking more than it's like spoken word more than anything. Yeah. But it's like, it's definitely a whimper way to end the record. Like, I feel like this could have been, incorporated somewhere in the middle as like a bridge track rather than like a closer but because as a closer it doesn't really do what i think it should do but maybe that's just them maybe that's just devo being devo you know who knows yeah uh devo being devo devo gonna devo um yeah exactly let's go ahead and give this some some relatively arbitrary uh numeric (laughs) ratings Let's do it. Pete, holistic quality. How good? Is this a good record out of 20? Uh, how good is this record? I think it's a great record. I'm going to give it a 17. Awesome. Uh, I almost always, and I think I say this a lot, but just to clarify, this is kind of like when someone asks you, oh, do you like Devo? Are we not men? You know? Uh, yeah, this is a really good record. 15 yeah. out of 20. Nice. The highs, how good are the best parts of this record? It gets really high for me. It gets, uh, it's a 10 for me. Hell yeah. It's a nine for me. I think the highs on this record are just uh, brilliant, brilliant in this unique way. Uh, And that's kind of what it takes for me, unless it's like just completely exemplary, um, like the best of the best. If it's, amazing in its own way that's almost as good and that's how i feel about this record uh the lows how low are the lowest parts of this record doesn't get very low for me but the highs are so high that i had to give it a six for the lows pete the lows are pretty low for me i gave it a one it's this record is a, a record of of conundrums not not that i hate any of the songs but some of the tracks just don't stick on me and and then I find myself going, oh, I appreciate it more than I like it. And that's that's tough. It creates an interesting effect where I holistically want to tell people, listen to this record. But then I'm also like, yeah, but that song, it, it does literally nothing for me. So, Damn, Bob getting harsh on Devo. Sorry. Well, Devo's, I love Devo's it. safe. They, they got plenty of things. <laughs> they don't got to worry about me. Yeah, uh, competency funny. peer review. How well... Uh, how competent are the players? How well does this stick stand up next to uh, other bands of their elk? Pete, I gave it a seven out of ten. Um, I could have gone higher. I, I think they, this record especially, stands up and stands out. 
I'm giving him a 10. Hell yeah. Look at you. I love it. Yeah. Drag. Dude, watch, watch them play live, like on treadmills, like <laughs> doing their coordinated dancing. Like, dude, they fucking, they did shit that nobody's done since. <laughs> I love that you invoked the playing on treadmills as a, it's like, great. this is it. You know, yeah. That's, yeah. That's the peak of music. The peak of music. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you hear about this Jamiroquai video that I've seen. I'm gonna, you're gonna fucking shit your pants. Um, <laughs> Wait for our Jamiroquai music video episode. Um, drag factor out of ten. How, does this record drag for you? Uh, no, it really doesn't. I mean, there are songs that I don't like as much, but uh, it doesn't drag at all. So I gave it an eight. Uh, it, it doesn't not drag for me. It's, it's about a five out of 10. I, I think it's cool, but there's parts, like I said, I can't be listening to this in traffic. Sure. Flow. How well does this record flow from song to song? How well do the songs interplay and work together? Uh, I think it works pretty well with some issues here and there. So I went with a seven. I, I think it intentionally doesn't flow well. I gave it a three out of 10. Okay. Aesthetic out of 10. How do we like the record cover and the overall look of the record? I don't really care about the cover. I mean, it's just kind of this iconic album cover. It is. Um, so it is absolutely iconic. Yeah. But it just doesn't really like, it doesn't speak to me in any way. It's just this weird Devo statement, you know? So like, there's a lot of Devo art that I like a lot more than this actually. So cosine. Yeah, I went with a six. I gave it a five because it is iconic, but I don't like it at all. Um, <laughs> I like the Devo, D-E-V-O, the like way the band's name is in the solid, bold colors. I like that it's yellow. Um, I don't like the image of it. It does stand out, but it's just a five out of ten for me. I, I appreciate, but again, it's like appreciating something even though you don't love it. Five out of sure. Impact and influence out of ten. I, I noted some of the impact and influence. I, I'm giving it an eight out of ten, and maybe I'm maybe I'm right in this right spot. I think that it's waned a bit, but there's uh, there are bands and artists who are taking cues from Devo who are secondhand and don't know, and hopefully one day they'll discover they are. Yeah, I landed on the same thing. Eight out of ten. And the intangible, etc. Um, I war- I feel warm towards Devo. I like it. I like it as a project. I am not what you would call a devotee, but uh, I like the band. Give me a cool Devo shirt. I'll wear it. Uh, six out of ten. Uh, I'm I'm here for the whole thing. I'm in love with the package. I'm yeah, gonna get do. it a ten. Hell yeah! yeah. Talk about difference in score, um, Pete. I came out as a fifty nine out of one hundred, and to be honest. Felt a little lower than I would have gone in going with it, but that's that's the risk you run with a high low record. That's all right. Yeah, I ended up with an eighty two. Hell yeah, I love it. Um, Pete, you own this. I do. Yeah, I do. No lo- I no longer own that UCD, but uh, I would certainly add it to my collection. Uh, major appreciation for Devo. Uh, yeah, just a fun exercise. Everybody should listen to this record. Definitely check it out. And uh, follow us on social. Social at media. Tracks pod. At Tracks pod. 
Instagram, Instagram Twitter. Twitter. Five stars on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on all the stuff. Emails to trackspot at gmail.com. Trackspot at gmail.com. Uh, message us on AIM at trackspot at gmail.com. Uh, trackspot, just trackspot on AIM. Um, we, we also are on Prodigy. Um, uh, we, we are waiting to uh, be on TikTok. And uh, yeah, we have a VHS machine coming to us soon. So we'll see you there. 